believe us or forsake us, even unto the end of the earth. Father, we thank you for the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus that covers us and washes us and holds us and keeps us in the palm of your hand. We thank you, God. God, for loving us when we're unlovable, loving us when we didn't know any better, loving us before we knew our mother and our father. We thank you, God, hallelujah, that you're keeping us and washing us and holding us and watching out for us, God, and making a way for us. We thank you for the blood, God. We thank you for the blood of Jesus. The blood, the blood, the blood, the blood. God, we thank you for the DNA of Jesus. We thank you, God, for CPR, Christ's resurrection and protection over our lives. We thank you, God, in advance for what you're going to do tonight, God. If just one person will give their life to Christ, if just one person will hear and accept the word of God, God, that it was worth it. I thank you, God, for in this treacherous time, the Bible says, the perilous times, God, that you are protecting your people. For we need a Savior like you, God. We thank you that you've washed and cleansed us from all righteousness according to your riches and glory. We thank you for the cross, God. Because before the because without the cross, there would be no crown. I repeat that again. Hallelujah. If there is no cross, there would be no crown. So I thank you, God. Thank you. Thank you, God, for dealing with us individually and collectively. Thank you, God, for listening to us, God, in our midnight experience. For all of us have fallen short of to the word of God. But you loved, you loved us anyhow. You loved us unconditionally. You loved us. Be hell and back, God, I thank you. I thank you, God, hallelujah, for tonight, tonight's word, God, we thank you. And God, if we did a motion of us, but we know the Bible says that all things work together for the good, so we're standing. And we're waiting for the manifestation of your glory. We're standing and waiting for an overflow of the Holy Ghost. We're standing and waiting and waiting for make Make many expectations of your glory. We thank you now for keeping us in the plan of God when we don't feel like there is a plan, but we know there's a plan because you are the master planner. We thank you, God, that you are the super, super coming king. We thank you, God, because every sign that you have spoken in your word, God, whether it's from the Alpha to the Omega, it is there. Pestilence, fire, hatred, disease, governments fighting one another. God, we know that your plan is to save us and cleanse us and wash us and hold us into the palm of your hand. We thank you, God. And if we're not the generation to see you, God, we still tell you thank you. God, save our children, all of our children. Collectively and individually, God, save your promises, God. 
that you would save our household. So save our household, God. And God, oh, God, me, me, God, save me all over again. Wash me all over again. Hold me all over again. That I would might be that daughter in Zion that you called me to be. I thank you, God. I lay down my life before you. I take these lips that are made of clay to speak your word. I thank you that you hold me all night long and kept my heart beating and my blood pressure down. And I thank you for every little individual thing. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the Kayabuhusha, the matchless name of Jesus. But there's nobody like you, God. There's nobody like you on the earth. In Jesus' mighty, illustrious name. Amen. And amen. Well, saints, like I usually do once a week, I wait and wait for God to give me a word, and tonight. I ask everybody to turn their Bibles to the book of Daniel. It's in the Old Testament. The book of Daniel, starting at the 10th verse. The book of Daniel. The book of Daniel. And I do that simply because I want to make sure that everybody knows where we're going tonight. So we thank God uh, for the book of Daniel, uh, the 10th chapter, the book of Daniel, 10th chapter. Hallelujah. I often pray during the week for a word from the Lord because we are in treacherous times. We are in times of tragedy, injustice malpractice, just hatred in the land. And we know that Christ is soon to come. If you read your Bible, you can see that we're all living in the last days. We don't know when he's coming, but we can do with a surety that knows that Christ is coming. So relationships with Christ is more important than just going to a church. But relationships and commitment to Christ is the most important thing. And so... God asked me to go to the book of Daniel tonight. Daniel was a prophetic book. He's one of the most prophetic books in the Bible. It talks about the things that are coming down the line for us in the last days. Amen. And Daniel himself was an awesome man of God. That Daniel um, was the author of this book here. Amen. That Daniel uh, was to give um, a historical account to the faithful Jews um, who lived in captivity and showed them how God is in control of the heavens and the earth. And that he directs the forces of nature and to destroy the things that are not God. So 
So the whole book is ripped around, wrapped around knowing the purposes of God, the plans of God, and that he will protect us and he will guide us and he will lead us in the right directions. Amen. Daniel was one of the men like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, a man that was taken um, from his homeland and put into captivity uh, in Babylon. And there was an evil king there called Nebuchadnezzar. Um, He was in control of this particular area. Amen. And by the time we get to um, the 10th chapter um, of Daniel, um, here is a, a vision of God coming himself, talking uh, to Daniel. And I don't know what I would say if I saw God just walking or talking to me. I probably would be just like Daniel trying to figure out, well, God, I'm not worthy for you to come to presence. But God loves all of us collectively and individually. And there are times that he comes to us, whether it's by dream, prophecy, or just a word or a dream or vision, uh, when we give our lives to Christ because we're in trouble. Anytime God shows up in your life, he, he's coming there to protect you from your troubles or be with you in your troubles because God has loved us. Like you said in the book of um, John 3:16, for God um, so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that who that believes in him shall be saved. And we have to be reminded from time to time because sometimes all the things that we go through, sometimes it, uh, it feels like God has left us, but he said he would never leave us or forsake us even to the end of the earth. Well, here is Mr. Daniel. One of the Hebrew boys. And he was having a vision of God. Amen. And um, I'm going to start at verse 10. Daniel 10, verse 10. Hallelujah. Daniel 10. Verse 10. 10 and 10. Okay. I'm reading from tonight the Life Application Bible. There's different Bibles, but tonight the Lord led me with that book, so we're going to go with that. Okay. All right. Daniel 10 and 10. And suddenly a hand touched me and raised me to my hands and knees. And he said to me, Daniel, you are a man treasured by God. Understanding, understand that the words that I have said to you, Stand on your feet, for I have now been sent to you. 
well. God now is directing his angels to come down for his word. Our words are paramount. Our words were important. He says to us, hallelujah, in the beginning he said, let there be light. So there was words. Words have power. Uh, words have force. Words have meanings. Words, that's why it's important to watch what you say and what you do, especially what you say, because whatever you say, that it becomes what it is. Amen. And here God has now has hey is sending a message to Daniel about his hands. He says, and suddenly a hand touched me. So God allowed a hand to touch him and raise him uh, uh, to his hands and his knees. So he told him to get up, uh, to go off of your knees and to get up. And uh, he said this, and Daniel, you are a man treasured by God. Can you imagine that God will say to us that we, uh, individually or collectively, we are treasured by God? Now, in order to be treasured by God, we must have a relationship. In order to be treasured by God, we must have a relationship. We read a Bible and pray and fast and seek the faith of God. And then truly you become a treasure. A treasure is not something that everybody can just pick up off the street. But we are treasured by God according to the scripture in the book of Daniel. He says, Daniel, you are a man. Okay? You're a human being. He says, but Daniel, you are treasured by God. And you must understand the words that I have for you. And then he tells Daniel, he says, Daniel, he says, stand on your feet. For I have now have sent them to you. In other words, I'm sending these words to you now, Daniel. Yeah, you might have been going through. You might have been a little frustrated, he said. But now, because of your love for me and your commitment to me, he says, Daniel, I have come down from the celestial down to talk to you, to stand with you, believe with you, hold on to you in the midnight hours. I'm coming here in faith, standing and waiting because of your words. So words have power. Words have meetings. Words have thoughts. Words can move from one lip to another lip because of the power of the living word. In fact, the whole earth was founded on the living word, that the universe was spoken out of the living word. Every planet, every star, every stratosphere, every hemisphere is planted and grounded on the word of God. So the word of God has power. The word of God has 
control the word of God that we speak out of our mouths as spoken through the lips of God and planted into our heart, our minds, and spirits. Okay? So it says, stand on your feet, Daniel, for I have now been sent to you. After he said this to me, I stood trembling. So here, Daniel, now gets the word from the Lord. God sends an angel down to talk to Daniel. And Daniel began to shake and tremble because the almighty God himself that created the human universe now is now talking to Daniel. And he says that he's afraid. And he said to me, for from the first day that you purposed to understand and to humble yourself before your God, your prayers were heard. In other words, Daniel, you had prayed for 21 days out loud. So there's no telling how long Daniel had been praying. I'm praying, God bless me. Praying, open the door. God, we've been in captivity for years. They brought us back from Babylon. They treat us all kind of way, but you've blessed us anyhow. You put us in power. You give us authority, but God, we're still in captive. I don't want to be in captivity all my life, God, so please help us, help us, help us, help us. Well, God is now sending a word to Daniel through an angel. He's saying, that I heard you from the beginning. Sometimes we pray and pray and pray and we pray and we pray and it look like God don't hear a thing we're saying. Sometimes the things that things that we go through, it seems like it's not important. It seems like it's never going to be answered. But here he's saying to Daniel that I have now come for your words. He says, but then in fact, I heard you from the first time, Daniel. Yes, you keep repeating it. And yes, it may not seem like it's going to happen. But Daniel, he said, because I have treasured you, I have loved you, I hear you, I'm in control of the situation, that I have come now for your words. And say he come for you. He said, but I'm coming for your words. How do we compare that today? Well, now the same thing. God has come for our words. God has come from our situation. God has promised us he's going to save our children. God has promised us he's going to save our grandchildren. God has promised us he's going to open doors for us. God has promised us he's going to make a way for us. And now he says to us, In the book of Daniel 9, he said, Daniel, I have come for your words. I've come for your words, Daniel. Enough is enough. From a small child, I've been there for you. Even doesn't feel like it. But Daniel, I have come for your words. 
Sometimes you ought to pray, God. Lord, please come down for your words, for my words. Come down for my words and deliver me. God, deliver me from me sometimes. God, come down. I don't understand it, but because I don't understand it, that don't mean I don't believe it. But God, come down for your word. For your word says this, for heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word. So a lot of times God doesn't do things because of what we want. But when we build a relationship with Christ, he comes down and he blesses us. He comes down and he answers us. He comes down and makes a way for us out of no way. He gives us favor. He gives us favor. He gives us unmitigated favor. He'll open a door that you've been praying for for years that all of a sudden it opens up. He'll make a way for you when you have no car, no house, no place to live, but somehow, some way, at the Bible says, at the appointed time, God will do whatever He says He's going to do when He gets ready. Cause surely God is in control. But we have to learn to know when to move and when not to move. We need to know when to go and when not to know. We need to say when we don't need to say. We need to wait and let God do the speaking. Because a lot of times we wait and God does not move, but it's simply because he's not moving, you're trying to move for him. Okay. And then we can't move about, but without faith. Faith, it says the faith of the, the of a mustard seed. Well, a mustard seed is the um, smallest uh, seed that you can find. It can fit in the little sparks of your hand. So we have to have faith that whatever God says, it is true. That whatever God says he's going to do, he's going to do it. If he says he's going to um, bless you, he's going to bless you. If he says he's going to open a door for you, he's going to open a door for you. If he says he's going to shut a door for you, he's going to shut a door for you. Because the Bible says that God is in control. God is in control. He's the one that speaks. Hallelujah. He speaks, and then we wake up in the morning. He's the same one that speaks that we go to sleep at night. He's the one that speaks when the death angel knocks on the door. He's the one that speaks especially in everything in our life. He speaks. He speaks in such a way because he's God. He predestines our life. He predestines our death. He is in control of everything in our life. And there's no power except Jesus Christ. His power. He's in control. The enemy will come after you because you might be anointed. He might be there because he's trying to knock you off of your place in God. He might be there for a reason to harass you 
and to push you into your destiny. We don't know what God's doing, but truly we know that God is in control. And the fact that God came down and began to talk to Daniel and give him a compliment and said, I'm proud of you, Daniel. I'm proud of you that you're a man, a man, basically a man after his own heart. He says, I'm proud of you, Daniel. I am so proud that you are what you say you are. You're not, you're not a figure of your imagination. You're not just somebody just playing with God. He says, but I'm proud of you. I am proud of you. That's why he told him, he says, to stand up on your feet. Stand up on your feet. For now I have come and I've been sent down to help you. And Daniel began to tremble. Verse 12 says this, don't be afraid, Daniel, he said to me. For from the first day of your purpose understanding, uh, and you were to humble yourself before God and for your prayer were heard. In other words, God knows when he's going to bless us. God knows when he's going to answer our prayer. What time, what day, what season, what year. We might be praying for something for years and years and it doesn't come. And then you keep telling the Lord, thank you, thank you, pray you, thank you. But God knows when to bless us. God knows how to bless us. Uh, but is he's in control. A lot of times we try to rush God, but God cannot be trusted. But the fact that he said to Daniel, I heard you the first day. So the first day that God speaks to us, he knew there was an answer. So that means God is attentive to our prayers. God is attentive to our needs. God is attentive to our desires. God is attentive to everything that we need. He knows what our likes are. He knows what our dislikes are. He knows what we want and what we what we don't want. He knows where we want to go and where we don't want to go. God attentive to our needs. Yeah, it's a need. It's almost like it's almost a, a marriage. It's kind of like 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 your husband should be attentive to know what your needs are, whether he wants. You like chocolate or you don't like a chocolate or whether you like a purple dress or whether you like a green dress because these have been around you long enough to know your needs. Well, God is attentive to our needs, whether it's male or female. He's attentive to our needs. And now God's coming to tell us that, you know what, I've heard you all these years you've been praying. I heard you, but it just wasn't the right time. It just wasn't the right season. As he says in Ecclesiastes 3rd chapter, he says, For everything there is a season. A season to live, a season to die. A season to 
a re so a season for everything there is a season. So we're learning from these scriptures that there is a season in life that we have to wait on God. Now, God could have easily uh answered Daniel's prayers right away. But there was an obstacle. There was an obstacle in all this scripture. And the obstacle was the enemy was there trying to block your blessing. The block, the, it, God, the enemy is set out to block your blessing. The enemy tries to be a blessing blocker, but he can't bless, he can't block your blessing because God is in control. Okay. But because the enemy recognized what was going on, he said to him, I already answered your your blessings, Daniel. I already answered your blessings. I've I've answered everything that you've asked for me. But because the prince of Persia, just because the enemy was out to stop you, just just because the enemy, but does not mean that God is not going to bless you. And sometimes we feel that way. When we need a blessing or we want a blessing and we get desperate, okay? But God doesn't move by our desperation. He moves by our expectation that what his word says shall come to pass. We must be able to wait for the manifestation of his glory. His majesty, his strong power, his will. And when all these things work together, the Bible says, all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord and who are called according to what? His purpose. So, When everything lines up with the word of God for you, it's time, it's speed season, it's manifestation. When all these things are met, that's when God releases our blessings. That's when God releases the word. God bless, he releases our desires because Everything worked together for the good. For example, suppose you wanted, had a desire, you wanted a new car. But maybe you weren't ready for the new car. Maybe you weren't going to take care of the car. Maybe you weren't going to pay the car payment sometime. Maybe you have to end up losing the car because you spent more uh, interest in other things and the desire that God had given you. Okay. So the eternal father recognizes our needs before we were formed in our mother's womb. He spoke that in Jeremiah first chapter. He said, Joshua, he said, he said, um, he said, I uh, have a plan for your life, Jeremiah. 
Okay. So sometimes our blessings don't come when we want them, but it comes in the will of God. Maybe if I give you that brand new car or new house or new place, maybe you wouldn't be praying like you've been praying. Maybe if I had given you those things that you wanted, those diamonds, maybe you would have not been saved today. Maybe, God, if you had given us everything our hearts desire because of just his pure love, maybe would be not be in Christ today. So all things work together for our good. All things. And we have to believe that all things work together for our good. But then Daniel says, but the prince talks about the prince of Persia. The enemy, the devil himself, is there fighting um, God so your blessings won't come. Fighting so that you won't be blessed. Fighting that your words won't go through. Fighting that the anointing won't come. Fighting that those things that you have desired in your heart will come to pass because you know that you will honor and by acknowledging that he is God and he did everything. But even he said one point, but God, even if he don't do it, God, you said in your word that you, hallelujah, can do it if you want to. And that's what God wants us to do tonight, saints. In these days, in these perilous times, we have to trust in the Lord. We have to trust that God is looking out for our good. We have to trust and not just trust, but believe. Believe that whatever the book says, from Genesis to Revelation, that whatever God has said in this book here, that he sent a supernatural deliverer in this book to say to him, Daniel, I have come for your words. And saints, we have to get to the point to say, Lord, please come for my words. Not come for my attitude, but come for my words. Words that I've spoken out of your mouth that represent Christ, I'm coming for your words. Don't understand it, but God, I'm coming for your words. Don't like how I feel, but I'm coming for your words. Don't want it to go no more, but God, I'm coming for your word because I have given my life to you. I'm confessed salvation. I'm living in your word. I'm breathing in your word. I'm thinking in your word. I'm praying your word. God, I am coming. Now, I want you, God, to come down for my word. Just like Daniel. Daniel believed God. There was a relationship. But the enemy wants to block our blessing. The enemy wants to block, pull down. He wants to become a stronghold in our life. Whether it's food, whether it's clothes, whether it's sex out of wedlock, whether it's any kind of thing, supernatural or unnatural thing, God wants to, uh, he wants to come down for our words to deliver us from our own self. 
God has allowed the church itself to be shut down because God's words had not been in the forefront in a lot of ways. They had form and they had fashion, but they did not know God. God have a way to shake things up so that we don't know what's going on because we fell in love with our car, but we forgot to stay in love with our Jesus. God have a way to allow the atmosphere and the people and the fighting and killing each other. God has a way to remind you that I am God and there is no God unlike unto you. God has a way for people to rise up and know that God is God all by himself. Hallelujah. God came down for Daniel's words. He trusted him. He believed him. And he knows. See, we have to imagine that from the first book of Daniel, the Hebrew boys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, Daniel, they were in captivity from years as a child. They were brought back um, and they were put in bondage. Now, God gave them favor in their lives. Amen. But they were still in bondage. They were not free. They couldn't go where they wanted to go. They couldn't do what they wanted to do. And all of this, his children, his sons, still acknowledge that God was in charge. God was in control. God didn't, he didn't understand. This book of Daniel was a prophetic book. And the reason why I say it's a prophetic book, because eventually it will begin to show you the prophecies in the book of uh, the 11th chapter about Persia and how they were fighting against one another. Okay? This is why the Old Testament and the New Testament line up even um, in the book. It talks about in the last days. Um, and throughout now, even this generation calls themselves Generation X or uh, the millennials, okay? Who would have known that the younger people call themselves today the millennials, okay? So all of this stuff is lining up with the word of God. There was no computers back then. But the millennials, this generation, this generation X and the millennial generation. So God is coming for his word. God has even though the enemy is trying to stop us and block us. I'm not talking about physical things like money and cars. God promised us. He said in his word, he said, seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. So if I speak the word, if I speak it, I pray it, I live it before God. God has promised us he will bless us with our financial needs. He will bless us with houses to live in that we didn't pay for. God has promised us that our children would be safe. He said, but seek ye first the kingdom of God. Solomon was one of the richest men in the world. But he was more hung up on trying to find out about 
the meaning of life. So things like cars and land, and that's wonderful. I need a car right now. I need a house right now. I'm not knocking things. But what God wants us first and most of all to know that our relationships with Christ is paramount. That we just we just not just read the word, but study the word. Dig into word. Get a dictionary and look up what the word means because God is trying to teach us something. And we have to know how the tactics of the enemy come to destroy our mind, our spirit, depression, doubt, disgust, cussing, freedom. It is the enemy that is set out to destroy us and to destroy us at all costs. Because the last thing Christ would want um, that that God uh, God wants us to live for Him, but the enemy does not want us to be a part of Christ's life. So he's going to get into your mind when you're sleeping or you're awake. He's going to get in your spirit and feel like nobody loves you. He's going to get in your spirit and say, oh, I don't know what number. I forgot what day it is. God's going to, you know, because our footsteps are ordered by God. And we got to confess this thing every day, that I walk in a, in a, in a sound mind. I talk in a Sound mind, that I am walking in the attributes of Christ, that I walk like God, I talk like God, I live like God, I speak God because I am walked in the image of God. In fact, I am a mirror image of who God is. Well, Daniel sat there and waited for God and waited for him to come down and cover his word. He did not stop, but he continued to wait. And Daniel realized that he was just a male man and that he was not worthy to come before him. And he sent his angel, his warring angel, Michael, to fight for him. God sends us angels, unaware, to fight for us. And you say, how do we do that? Well, sometimes, sometimes it's just being in a store and the, uh, price might be four ninety nine, and, and then somebody might mark it up as, uh, $2.99. God sent favors. Sometimes people just do things for you for no reason at all because God's moving on your behalf. Um, it doesn't matter what's going on in our life. Jesus Christ is controlled of everything in our life, like Daniel. God is there for us. The Bible says that in the beginning, so that means no matter what we go through, okay, no matter where we've been, and even not even where we're going, but we have to learn to sit back and let Jesus drive the car. Because sometimes we drive and we drive and we drive and we walk in a circle because we're not letting the Holy Spirit drive us. But we're driving and we're driving and then we realize we're going down the wrong street. But we're not driving and saying, Holy Spirit, show me where to go. Holy Spirit, tell me what to do. Holy Spirit, tell me what not to do. 
Holy Spirit, if I'm not supposed to go leave the house today, don't leave. let me leave the house today. You've got to sit back and relax and let the Holy Spirit rule our lives like gang. Amen. Hallelujah. Okay. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and read that uh, um, that again here. Uh, verse um, 12. Don't be afraid. Telling Daniel, don't be afraid. He says to me, for I, for from the first day, your purpose understood and humbled yourself before your God. So we have to humble ourselves before God. Some people say that we're, we're, we're humbled. Okay, and sometimes we really feel like we're humbled. But you know what? God knows the author and the finisher of faith. And he knows when we're humble and we're not humble. But here this man said, God, I'm not not worthy. I'm not worthy. And no human being that loves God thinks they're worthy. But God is worthy in us. Amen. He says, I've come down for your words. 13 says, but the prince of the kingdom of Persia opposed me for 21 days. So here, it tells you that Daniel had been praying for 21 years, 21 days on this particular thing. Now, this is 21 days for Daniel. We don't know how long sometimes we have to wait for God to pray for these 21 days for the blessings to come. Some of us, we can pray for things and it don't happen until years or later. That doesn't mean that he's not going to answer it. It just means that it's not the time for it to be answered. Okay? It's like I said, sometimes we might want something, but we might not know what to do with it when we get it. Okay? So God knows when... And there's a word, you'll write that word down, it's called sovereign. It, that means it is his will. So for 21 days, Daniel was praying for, for something. But for 21 days, the enemy was fighting God. Because he didn't want this word to come to Daniel. Some of us have been fighting for things for years. Has not happened. Hey, okay. And we keep praying, you praying, you're praying, and praying, and then we say, I'm going to pray about it anymore. I'm going to pray. Pray, pray, pray. But we don't know. Like I said, God knows when's the best time to release for us. And sometimes if we don't get, re- we don't re- get received it, then maybe it just wasn't God's will for us. Some of us have to learn to pray. God, give me your will. Take Linda's will away. Okay? 13. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia opposed me for 21 days. 14 says, and now I have come 
to help you understand what will happen to you and to your prayers. So our prayers will be answered when it's God's sovereign will. God's sovereign will. Sovereign means his will, not our will. Okay? And in God's sovereign will, it will get done. But we have to wait on the Lord. In fact, one scripture in um, in Psalm says, he says, wait. Then he says, and I say again, wait on the Lord. Okay. It says, and while, um, this is 15, it says, and while he was saying these words to me, I turned to my face towards the ground, and I was speechless. In other words, Daniel has now changed his position. Okay? Now he's on the ground. He's sitting. He's in a prone position. He's down on the ground, and he's stretched out. And he's waiting for God to answer him. I think myself, or my position of prayer, um, when I stretch out on my, my bedroom floor, and sometimes I sleep on my bedroom floor, um, and I get on a, on a on a mat or something like that, and I'll just pray all night, and then I'll fall asleep, and I'll I'll, I'll sometimes I'll get up, and sometimes I'll pray some more, and, and sometimes I just can't sleep, and I pray and I pray and I pray. So we have to find out what's the best place that you work, how the best place that you can touch and to tap into the mind of God. It says that I am powerless. 17 says this, how can someone like me, your servant, speak with someone like you, my Lord? Now, I have no more strength and there is no breath in me. Isn't it paramount? Oh, the last two, two or three weeks on that, on TV, all you see is about this young man named Freddie who was killed by a police officer. And um, the last words he was saying was, I can't breathe, and he was being... Um, basically murdered on TV by a, a police officer. The power of the breath, how we breathe, how we breathe, how we function. If we don't have enough oxygen running through our brain, we will not breathe. And why this young man died was because the young man, the uh, police officer took his um, is is and stop the oxygen flow through his brain through to his heart. Here and here, Daniel is talking about that he felt as if he couldn't breathe. The presence of God was so powerful at this particular time. 
He was stretched out before God and he said, I feel as if I can't breathe. Have you not understood that God is in control of every breath that we take? God is in control of everything that we do. God is a sovereign master. God is the controller of the universe. He is God all by himself. And yes, even in prayer, yes, when things, no matter how we pray, how no long we pray, it sounds like God's not answering us. and makes us feel like we cannot breathe anymore because we don't know what to say. We don't know what to do. We don't know how to feel. But God is sovereign and he knows what he's doing. He's in control. So when you feel like you can't breathe, if you feel like you can't pray, if you feel like you can't think, God is sovereign and he knows what he's allowing to happen in our lives. So when things get in our lives so to the point when we feel like we can't breathe, when we feel like God's not answering us, when we get to a place when looks like God is not there, nowhere, no out, no form, no shape, no nothing, nowhere to go, know what to do, but God is sovereign and in control and in his sovereignty. He will move when he deems it necessary. Because God is the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning, the ending, the sovereign master, controller of the universe. You don't understand it. When God created the universe, he didn't just create Earth. He created every every planet, every atmosphere, everything, everything beyond planets and universes. He is the sovereign master. He smoked one thing at a time in the universe, and everything came to existence. Well, we serve the same God of Daniel. He is the same God that spoke with Joshua. He is the same God that spoke in the fire with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And then the king said, oh, did I not see put three men in the fire, but the king, who was not confessing salvation, he said, but I see a fourth man in the fire. So we've got to get in that place, you know what, that even in the in the fire, there's a fourth man that looks like the Son of God. Just like Daniel began to realize, hallelujah, God, Daniel began to realize that he might feel faint. I don't know what's going on. I've been in this position till I was born as a child. I have gone through many situations, and it looks like nothing's working out. But a prophetic voice from the wind of God through an angel and said, Daniel, I had come for your work. So, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to say to you, I speak it in the wind of God, that God has come tonight for your work. 
whatever your word is, whether your word is I need a car, whether it is I need my home fixed, whether it is I need a new place to sit, no matter what God is doing in our lives, God is sovereign and he speaks his will when he gets ready. He opens every door when he gets ready to open every door. He will shut every door when he gets ready because God is sovereign. And he spoke it and he promised it. He said to Daniel, Daniel, from the 21st day, I heard your word. So whether it's 10 years, 2 years, 50 years, 60 years, God says tonight, saints, that God has come for our word. And he's going to deliver us from every situation in our life. He's going to deliver us no matter what's going on in our life. He's going to deliver us. No money, no food, no house, no car. He promised us that he, and actually, he said in Exodus, he says, I have come down to deliver. And now he's repurposing his word into the book of Daniel, 10th chapter. He says, but Daniel, I have come for your word. The enemy has no power over God. The enemy have no substance over God. The enemy moves only by the will of God. The enemy is not in control. But Jesus Christ, the eternal Father, is in control of our lives. No matter how we feel, no matter what we go through, no matter what's going on in our life, I refuse to believe that God will not promise me and, and take back his promise. But he says, he shall supply all of our needs. He shall, because we must trust him. We must to learn to live behind the cross, sit in the cross, hold on to the cross, until the sovereign will of God, like Daniel. Because Daniel felt like he was unclean. Daniel felt like that he wasn't even worthy that God would send him a heavenly visitor. But he spoke it, and it came to pass. So we've got to learn to hold on to the word of God in the midst of our storm, in our in our nightmares and, and, and everything else. God has promised us that he's going to answer us the same way he did in this chapter in the book of Daniel. You read it at your leisure time that God said to Daniel, through an angel, I have come for your words. I have come for your words. In the midst of everything, he told Daniel, I'm coming for your words. I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm coming. That means as a promise. It's a promise. I'm coming for your words, Daniel. I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm coming. Yes, that must have been a little fight. But it wasn't a big fight because ah, the angel was there to deliver his word to Daniel. And that's what we got to do tonight. 
stand and wait for God to deliver your word. Now I understand, try to understand God. Because he said, lean not to your own understanding, Glenda. Okay. He says, but in all things, all what? Some know. All things acknowledge and he, meaning Christ, will direct our path. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for the word tonight. We thank you for loving us unconditionally. I thank you for loving us all unconditionally. I thank you, God, for dying dying on a cross just for us. God, thank you for watching us all night long. And thank you for keeping us, God, in the midst of our storms. God, I thank you, God. God, that the death angel has not come near us, God, in the name of Jesus. God, you said 10,000 shall fall at your right side. You said, but you won't be near, come near us, God. And we tell you, thank you. We thank you, God, in the midst of our storms. We thank you, God, in covert 19. We thank you, God, in our children that might be lost. God, save them. Because you said that for me and my household, so serve the Lord. We thank you, God. Hallelujah. God, in the midst of our storms. God, God, we thank you, God. God, in the midst of our trials in the United States of America. We thank you now, God. You are in control. You are sovereign master. You are the keeper of the universe. You are El Shaddai, the God more than enough. We thank you now. And we praise you. And we adore you. And we magnify you. And we decree and declare that we walk in the high places of God. We decree and declare, hallelujah, that Jesus Christ, Christ is Lord of Lords and King of Kings. We decree and declare that you're moving by your power tonight. We decree and declare, God, hallelujah, that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. Hallelujah. And we thank you for the blood of Jesus. God, the blood of Jesus that surrounds us, the blood of Jesus that holds us, the blood of Jesus that keeps us, the blood of Jesus that keeps us in our right mind. The blood of Jesus, we thank you. We praise you. We adore you in the name of Jesus. And most of all, Father, we thank you for your blood, your precious blood, the blood, the blood for every generation that was raised up and died. We thank you now, God, for our mothers, our fathers, our grandmothers, and our grandfathers. And we thank you, God, that we're standing on the shoulders of the ones before us. And we thank you. God, we plead the blood of Jesus over the United States of America. We plead the blood of Jesus over countries that might be listening to this telecast. We plead the blood of Jesus, God. Hallelujah. And we plead the blood. We thank you now for the peace of Jerusalem. We have our God, we thank you. Hallelujah. For the blood of Jesus that keeps us. And the manifestation of your glory. 
God, we thank you now that this country and this nation, God, ah, God, that the blood of the grounds, hallelujah, are trickling with the death angel every side, God. That the blood of Jesus knows the blood that's on the ground on the covert 19. But God, we give you glory, God, that we are not one of those people. And we tell you thank you. God, teach us how to walk before you. Teach us how to talk before you. Teach us, God, how to shut up and be quiet. Teach us, God, to get on our faces and know that you are king of glory. We thank you, God, for every part, every person on the line. In the name of Jesus. And we praise you. And we adore you. And we magnify you. Because you are king of glory. You are mighty in battle. And we thank you. God, death step into our, 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 our spirit man, God. Set in our spirit man tonight, God. That we know that we have been with God. In the name of Jesus. We thank you for the blood. God, because we're blood bought and we are blood anointed. And we're covered by the blood of Jesus. And we sprinkle your name, Jesus, all in the atmosphere. We sprinkle your name, Jesus, the God more than enough. Hallelujah. In the atmosphere. We plead the blood of Jesus over our minds, our bodies, and our spirits, God. That we might not sin against you in the name of Jesus. And God, on tomorrow, watch us, cleanse us, keep us in the palm of your hand. That we might be the daughters and sons of Zion that you have called us to be. For we serve a God more than enough. For your word said, God, when we seek ye first the kingdom of heaven, and all of his righteousness, your promise to bless us. So we're not praying. We're praying for blessing. We're praying, God, that you would keep us in the right path, which is leading and depending in grace of God. In Jesus' mighty, illustrious name. And we thank you. And we praise you. And we adore you. And we're standing, and we're waiting, and we praise God for what he's doing tonight. Hallelujah, and we thank you. Now, if there's anybody on the line tonight want to say anything, you're now uh, time to free. You can just take it off of mute, and uh, you can be heard now at this time. Hallelujah. Amen. Quietness might be consent, and so we're not going to worry about it. Um, so we're going to tell you that uh, we'll see you again um, Thursday night um, uh, with another word from the Lord. Um, if there's any um, prayer requests, um, you all know the numbers here, uh, my daughter and my uh, and my son. Uh, my uh, my uh, grandson 
there's numbers that we have that we call for prayer. Um, and um, we ask you that, that you have a great night tonight. We ask you to um, pray for those that are in need. Um, pray for our country. Pray um, for our president. Pray um, the will of God for this country um, and for people uh, who have loved ones or something in the midst of all this stuff. And we see the blood of Jesus again over everything in our lives. Um, I want you to know that God loves you. Um, and we'll pray for you and for everything around you that is covered by the blood of Jesus. But there's no weapon that formed against his shall prosper. And every word that rises in judgment, we shall condemn it because we have that power. Because God has given us power. He's given us dunamis power. Give us power to overcome everything, no matter what's happening. In Jesus' name, pray. Um, now let's see. Joshua, if he's still on the line. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you. Thank you for the blood. Thank you. Thank you for your sovereign master. Thank you. Thank you for keeping us. Hallelujah. Thank you. In Jesus' mighty, illustrious name. And well, thank, thank you. We had another great night. Um, and uh, we thank you for being here with us and listening to the word of God. Um, we thank you now um, for what God has already done. And we believe by faith um, that the sovereignty of God supersedes everything that we have in our lives. The sovereignty is to believe that whatever God is going to do, he's going to do. The sovereignty of God, that whatever God says that's going to get done, it's going to get done. It's not in our time. Because when we work in the sovereignty of God, we move at God's will and not our own. Sometimes want to walk in a uh, uh, hurry up God thing, but God is in control. But he does. He will not hold no good thing from you um, and stuff like that because he loves us. He, he loves us unconditionally, um, but we can't lose that, use that word uh, to do sin again and again and again uh, because God knows our heart. God knows everything about us. He knows our hates, our wants, our likes, our dislikes. But um, can we truly say if we were to die tonight, where would you end up in eternity? And I'll leave that thought with you. If we were to die tonight, where would you be end up in eternity? That's the bottom line. Not just a church goer. But if you, if this was the last night or night, night for you on this earth, where would you end up in eternity? You think about that. If you were to die tonight, when you get off this line, where would you end up in eternity? If you're ready and you're prepared, I'm not talking about the body. 
But if you were to die tonight, where would you be? Okay. I, I And then we have to repent. We have to repent to God, not to each other. But repent to God. Because we don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. Nobody's judging. But if you were to die tonight, and we get off this phone, where would you end up in eternity? Not nobody says, nobody does, but where would you end up in eternity? And are you ready to meet Jesus? Are you ready to meet Jesus? And if you're not ready, then that means you have to give your life to Christ. Or repent, redo, renew, or whatever it takes to get to see Jesus. I have made up in my mind that I'm going to do whatever I need to do to meet Jesus. I'm not going to let anybody stop me to sing Jesus and see my beloved mother. So, well, silence gives us consent that the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. That the sweet communion of the Holy Ghost. Rest, rule, and ride, abide forevermore. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 God bless you. Bye. Have a great night. Thank you. We'll see you next Thursday night. Don't forget. Bye-bye.